Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Incredible Friday Fry Show. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where we provide a platform to inform, inspire, and motivate our listeners. Presenting you with amazing guests from entrepreneurs, authors, music artists, poets, and more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Wednesday to you guys out there. Um, hope that you've had a fantastic day. Hope that you managed to get a lot accomplished and all of those great things. And so, um, of course, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by Vibration Radio. Uh, that means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. Uh, so big shouts out to Vibration Radio for always supporting us and holding us down every step of the way. Uh, we appreciate you. Also, big shouts out to our friends out in Kansas um, at Ambient Records. Uh, owner and operator, CEO, Stephen Jerome Ferguson, um, is a great man to get to know. So if you are wanting to put together an album, spoken word, gospel, you name it. He is the man to connect with, and you guys can connect with him on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, You can go to the official website at www.ambientrecords.com. And um, also, big shouts out to our friends in Marrero, Louisiana, at the shop on West Bank. Uh, So if you're in Louisiana, in the Marrero area, uh, make sure you shop. Stop by the shop uh, where you can get daiquiris, wings, play some pool, karaoke, you name it. Um, they got it going on in there. So make sure you guys stop by there and support them. And, of course, tonight we are bringing you guys another new and special guest this evening, you guys. We are welcoming um, our special guest, um, of Disability Empowered Consultant. So she's going to come on tonight, you guys. And she is going to share with her own personal story, but also that individuals who um, are in, um, who have a disability can go about getting resources. You know, a lot of times people have no idea about how to go about getting resources um, for the things they need if they have um, a loved one that has a disability or if them them themselves um, have a disability. And so tonight she's going to be able to share that with you also. Um, So if you have any questions or comments, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. We would love to hear from you or as many of you like to do. Uh, Feel free to hit me up on Facebook at Bianca Fly uh, via inbox. We'd love to hear from you. 
Um, so with that said, folks, we're not going to delay any longer. We're going to bring our special guest of the hour on here. Shamika, you there? I am. Hello. Welcome. How are you doing? I am doing very well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for um, coming on the show this evening. Definitely appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. And so, Shamika, for the folks out here um, who this may be their first time um, hearing your voice and hearing about you, tell the folks out here a little bit about yourself. Who is Shamika Andrews? Well, I am I am a disability advocate and consultant. I provide um, resources to people with disabilities and their families. I am a person with a disability myself. I was born um, with spina bifida, um, which um, is the incomplete development of the spina column, right. which leaves me, um, I use a power chair to get around uh, for my daily mobility. Um, so that's why I, um, you know, growing up as a person with disability and having the difficulties um, that I had finding resources once I did, um, you know, get the things that I needed and learn the things that I learned, I wanted to be able to share those things with others. So. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And so for you, um, growing up uh, with um, a disability, how taking us back, um, challenging or not challenging, uh, was it for you to to grow up with a disability? Well, there there were a lot of challenges um, back when I grew up because I basically, the neighborhood um, that I grew up on was not accessible. Our house wasn't accessible. Throughout my childhood, we lived in second and third floor apartments. So I had, and my family had to get me up and down stairs to go to school and various things. We didn't have um, accessible buses like Mm -hmm. we do now. So the neighborhood at the time was not as accessible as it is now. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a challenge. Plus, you know, I had to go to school out of my neighborhood because the schools in my neighborhood at the time didn't have the services that I need, that I right. needed at the time. Right, so. absolutely. And so uh, for you, um, going back at that time, do you think that your parents were aware um, of places that they could go for resources, or was there a lack of resources um, during that time? I think um, my parents, they did, you know, the best they could with, you know, the services that we did have. Um, But I think, um, you know, they, they didn't necessarily know, you know, everything that was out there and be able to navigate the system um, very well. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but of course, they did the best that they could with the knowledge and the education that they had. Right. At the time. Absolutely. Um, now, um, in 2018, do you believe that 
um, because there's a lot of a lot of new advances uh, for individuals um, who have disabilities. Um, like even at, I know some of the gyms that I frequent, um, the pools now they have you know an accessibility ramp where before they never had that, and I would see um, some people actually have to lift the person out, you know, of their chair um, and take them into the pool. And so now we and we also have um, buses that are able to lower, they have the little ramp and so forth. And so for you, do you believe that now in 2018, we have better resources um, or they could be better <laughs> than what they are? I, I think we definitely have come a long way um, back yeah. from, you know, when I was first born, but um, there's still work to be done, um, right. but there's definitely, um, you know, with technology, the improvements mm-hmm. of technology and uh, various things like that, there's definitely, um, you know, things have definitely improved. Absolutely, absolutely. And so for the folks out there um, who may not be familiar with spina bifida, uh, what does it keep you or limit you from being able to do? I know it controls the spine, but what does it um, limit you to be able to do physically that other people can't? Well, everyone with spina bifida, their um, capabilities are different. Each okay. person has what's called a lesion along their spinal column. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, so there are some people with spina bifida that don't use any kind of mobility devices at all to walk or talk or anything. And then there are some people that have spina bifida that are on, that have trachs, you know, what's known as a tracheotomy. Um, so me, my, myself, my, my lesion is in the middle of my spine. So it only affects the lower half of my body, which is my legs. Basically, I do have limited movement in my legs. Um, Mm -hmm. so I can walk short distances with a walker, but, um, but other than that, um, you know, I use, uh, a, a power chair to get a, get around my community and get around in my everyday. Um, so, you know, it affects, you know, my walking, my mobility. It also affects, you know, some of my learning processes, you know, it may right. take me a minute to, to figure out something, you know, like if you give right. me directions for something, I might right. say, okay, you need to write that down because by the third word you just said, I completely forgot what yeah. you just said. Yeah. So, right. um, um, so, so my processing, you know, can be a little slow sometime or, you know, but the basic thing is my mobility, um, and my, my own personal, um, life. Um, but as I say, this chair, you know, even though I'm in this chair, it doesn't, prohibit me from, right. uh, you know, living my life. It enhances my life because mm-hmm. of it. I am able to, uh, you know, be active in my community and, you know, work with people and, and, mm-hmm. and help them, you know, make their lives better. So. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I, I wanted to ask you as far as um, being social with peers, um, because I know um, of a few people who actually have children who are um, in wheelchairs and, and so far. And so a lot of times going through school can be hard. Uh, for some kids right. with disabilities uh, because of, of how peers are. And so what was your experience uh, going through school and, and dealing with peers? Well, going going through school for me, um, you know, the biggest thing, I didn't have a lot of friends at the time right. until, like, I got into, like, middle school and high school and okay. things like that. Uh-huh. But, um it can be kind of difficult, but I was mainstreamed, so I was around a, a lot of kids that weren't that didn't have disabilities. So mm-hmm. that that presented some challenges because you know they didn't always understand you know the way I moved or you know things like that. And but I think nowadays um, children with disabilities are more mainstreamed, so it's more seen. You know, they're seen by other kids, and so I think it's more beneficial, you know, that kids, all the kids are kind of, they're more in classes together. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's easier that way sometimes um, for, you know, children to be able to see ch- children of all different abilities and right. and uh, things like that. So. For me, you know, like I said, I was mainstreamed, um, but I didn't have, I wasn't as social, you know, especially because of where I was living at the time, Mm -hmm. um, as I am right now, um, because, you know, I no longer live, you know, with my family or um, I'm, you know, living in a supportive apartment where I have access to more services and to be able to have a more active life than when I right. was um, growing up. But I think more days there are, um, you know, more children mainstreamed in schools and, um, you know, there's services. But I think even that sometimes it's difficult for families to get the services within the school um, that their child may need, especially if the child may need a little bit more one-on-one service, right. Um, right? You know things like that. So, but again, I think that 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 again is improving um, with you know advocacy and and things like that, and people really understanding what their rights are as far as you know whether it's education or employment or whatever kind of service mm-hmm. that they're looking for. Absolutely. Um, And and what was that moment for you like when you kind of gained that independence and and start living on your own? It was was really, I mean, I remember, you know, the year that I actually decided to move out was kind of a wild year for me because (laughs) I was, I was kind of, I was ending college and, um, and then it was also the same year that, you know, housing became available. So mm-hmm. I was moving out and moving away from family and had to, you know, kind of take over a lot of the things that my mother was doing, you know, as far as right. my medical care and, you know, things like that. 
So, and then also dealing with, you know, going, you know, finishing college and, and things like that. And that really, that year was, you know, kind of the pivotal year for me as far as my advocacy work, um, you know, the start of it, um, because I remember um, at my college graduation where um, it wasn't in an accessible place, like the stage wasn't accessible. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find out about this until we were rehearsing for the um, graduation. And, you know, the lady told me that, you know, people with disabilities, they usually just sit in the audience, you know, and they're handed their diploma. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I, I worked, you know, the last two years just as much as anybody else. And I deserve and so do other people deserve to be able to go across the stage like everyone else. And luckily, after the year I graduated, they actually moved the whole school to a more um, accessible building. So um, that was kind of the beginning of um, my advocacy career and that change of really becoming independent and really advocating for myself and not only advocating for myself, but advocating for those that I felt, you know, would come after me or needed the same things that I needed to make things better. Right. Um, Did you always feel that that was something that you wanted to do to be able to help people uh, find resources? Yeah, I mean, at that time, I really, because of that year, I mean, I always, mm-hmm. growing up, you know, you, you know, when you're a child, they always say, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I always knew that <laughs> I wanted to be a teacher of some yeah. sort, you know, right. but I was thinking, okay, in a classroom or, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, as things, you know, as I got older, you know, I got more into, you know, teaching through advocacy, um, you know, and teaching people how to find resources and how to advocate for those resources and, and mm-hmm. teach in that uh, manner. But I always knew that it was important for me to um, to share, you know, what I was learning with people so hopefully those that come after me have a little bit of the easier time, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. Um, And let's talk a little bit about Disability um, Empowered. Um, Mm -hmm. And so with that, uh, explain um, about it and and how it is is able to um, help individuals. Well, basically, I work with a variety of of agencies that, that support people with disabilities. So I, I provide, um, I do workshops on advocacy and, and advocating for your rights. Uh, so I do, it's all about empowering people with disabilities in all areas of their lives. So we do uh, workshops on advocacy as well as you, you mentioned um, fitness and health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one of my more popular um, workshops right now is meditation. Um, just so helping people with their their mental health and um, yeah. conditions, um, things like that. How do they cope with different symptoms that they might be having because of their disability? Um, 
we do um, right now, I'm putting together a um, an advocacy and self-care uh, workshop that I'm going to be doing. Okay. So, you know, that talks about, you know, caregivers, you know, caregivers and advocates that are going out here taking care of others, but, you know, meanwhile, they still need to take care of themselves. And how do you, you know, if you're an advocate and if you're a caregiver, especially, if, you know, of someone that may have a disability, you know, what are those ways that you can, you know, take care of yourself and make sure that you have the supports and resources that, that you have? Mm-hmm. So, um, so those are the types of things. And, you know, I've been, do, uh, you know, writing as well, you know, to provide, you know, write, uh, resources in writing. Um, you know, I have uh, my children's book that I just did, um, Butterfly on Wheels, which is for children, so that it's geared yeah. for children. But I yeah. also um, will be doing some other some other um, books that are geared towards older people as well. So, Absolutely. you know, people reach out to me um, for various, things, um, whether it's just a phone call, they're looking for, um, you know, legal assistance, you know, like legal advocacy, or if they're looking for housing resources, you know, I, I am in New York, um, but I do have resources, um, you know, and connections in different states. So even Mm -hmm. if it's a resource that I am not, that's not in New York, um, I most likely can still help, you know, somebody connect mm-hmm. to whatever resource they're looking for in their state. Um, so, you know, there's different ways that we work with, you know, agencies within the state to provide, you know, workshops and videos and, and various other resources that are helpful um, to improving the services and improving the lives of people with disabilities. Absolutely. And so let's talk um, a little bit about your book, uh, your children's book um, that you uh, wrote as well, Butterfly on Wheels. Uh, Tell us a little bit about it. Well, Butterfly on Wheels, basically it's all about um, teaching children to celebrate all of the things that make them who they are. Because a lot of things, a lot of times in schools, you know, this focuses on, you know, what's different, you're different, you know, whatever, you know, and my difference was wheels, you know, I was in a wheelchair and wheelchair, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I say that I describe myself as the butterfly on wheels. So I, mm-hmm. you know, things when I was smaller were kind of difficult and kind of dark, you know, I was that you know, a little caterpillar, you know, maybe a little, you know, whatever. And then my teen years, I was kind of, you know, in my cocoon and I really right. didn't talk to people and I was kind of isolated and things like that. And now as an adult, you know, I am, you know, becoming more of that butterfly where I'm out and, and trying to find my wings. And so so that basically is kind of, the story of the butterfly on wheels just kind of adapted more for children um, to understand and celebrate um, their differences and the things that make us different. 
when it comes to um, the challenges um, that 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 kids face. Uh, when it comes to disabilities, what do you believe are some great supports that they can have? Because oftentimes I don't, I know growing up we had um, probably, I, I probably in each class maybe had one or two students who um, had some disability of some sort. And I felt mm-hmm. that a lot of the things that they were going through, they just didn't have the right people or, or around them uh, to help them deal uh, with some of the things that they were experiencing, whether that was emotional or, or what have you. Um, and so how do you recommend people go about giving, especially kids, support? Because it can be, you know, even though people don't realize it can be very difficult uh, for kids to especially around that stage, uh, to deal with certain things and so they don't always have the support that they should. Yeah, I think, you know, being a, having those coping skills and, and being yeah. able to cope with the things that are, are, are um, going on with you, I mean, whether you have a disability or not, I think is, is so important um, for, you know, starting when, you know, a child is young, whether they have a disability or not. Um, and and it's something that that isn't always happening now, mm-hmm. or even back back when I was um, younger. And so I think it's very important to allow you know children to be able to find you know safe ways to express themselves. But for me, it was how I started writing was that's how I got. I was able to cope with a lot of the things that were going on. I couldn't always speak those things, but mm-hmm. writing for me was the way that I can communicate what was going on with me. And if I had difficulty saying it out loud, you know, so just allowing them to express, even when, you know, a child, you know, sees somebody with a disability and that, you know, in their community, you know, a parent's first reaction is to pull the child away. Don't ask too many questions. But, but the thing is, you should allow them to. If, if the person, as long as the person uh, that they are interacting with doesn't mind the questions, and most likely they don't, that's how children learn. They ask mm-hmm. questions. So I think we're so quick to squash that that they, it, it turns into fear. So they don't want to say anything, and right. then they, you know, keep to themselves, and and they're afraid of saying anything or saying the wrong thing. Um, so I think we just need to, you know, find ways to help, you know, children, um, you know, whatever age they are, you know, express themselves and to be able to express whatever is going on um, with them. You know, allow them to ask questions. Allow them to, you know, and really, um, from a, uh, you know, a government standpoint, really helping families understand what their rights are within the systems, within the school systems, within, you know, service systems, whatever it is, to make sure that their children have the supports and services that they need, you know, throughout their lifetime. 
Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I I know one of the things that we're trying to do through our our my Miss Wheelchair program, which is specifically for women, but um, we're really trying to uh, you know bring in younger girls, you know that so they can kind of witness what the older girls are doing and how right. they're coming up and and things like that. As mm-hmm. as mentors and things like that, I think that that's so important. You know, having a mentor, having uh, you know somebody that you, that can be there for you, and and um, you know, having those mentors that you can lean on and ask questions and and support. Um, Definitely, I think that that's so important in our communities. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, what I want to do is I want to take a little break, you guys. And so uh, we're going to come back and uh, finish our conversation with Shamika Andrews, you guys. Um, And we'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, y'all. It's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. She has feet, they're precious, like porcelain, a touch with shields that will break each and every man within my act to her ease. This forbidden fruit becoming my sin, superwoman, save me. Beautiful woman, make me a witness to your love, give me your heart. To have forever. Am I not strong enough? Am I not worthy of? You're an intellect. You see life through a realistic depiction. Pages of literature. So real. Straight out of fantasy fiction. There must be more to this reality show than the housewives of false perception. You are the epitome. Of the ride and die ship. Mentally, that's not ironically speaking. You're my extraordinary woman in the making. I'm blinded from your x ray vision. So intense to me. When I speak, I stutter and stutter. But do these words resonate to you lyrically? This feeling is in response to what I hear. Brainwaves trigger to what lies dormant in the ear. Is there any truth to what's in my sight? Puppeteering me with your streams as these songs begin to take flight. Show me and use me when you're ready. Like an expired brand of liquor, the taste. It gets better when I'm aged, mentally rich. Contemplate it while you figure me out and into the picture. Superwoman, 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. That piece was by Arrestus A Day, entitled Superwoman, of his album entitled Existence. Now available on Amazon, iTunes, um, hey, you name it. Uh, you can go and connect with him on Facebook at Arrestus A Day. Um, he is one of Ambient uh, Records' uh, amazing a poetry soul artist. Uh, so definitely go and support him and all those great avenues. And this evening, you guys, we are on with Shamika Andrews, you guys. And she is discussing with us um, her process of uh, the disability empowered consulting and how she's able to provide uh, resources to those individuals and families um, who are in need of, of services, um, who have or are someone uh, who is dealing with um, a disability as well. And so, Shamika, uh, one of the uh, interesting facts about you as well is you're also um, a quarter, a state coordinator for the Miss Wheelchair in New York program. Is that right? That is correct, yes. Okay, so yes. tell the folks um, a little bit about this. I was very uh, intrigued. I actually Googled it uh, to find out some stuff about it uh, because it was my first time hearing about it. So uh, for the folks out there who may not be familiar, tell us a little bit about the Miss Wheelchair and uh, why. Well, Miss Wheelchair in New York is part of um, Miss Wheelchair in America, which okay. there's currently about 30 um, programs that are part of Miss Wheelchair America at this time, and it is, it's an empowerment and advocacy program um, for women who use wheelchairs to bring attention to issues that affect um, people with disabilities and celebrate the accomplishments of women who use wheelchairs. So we have a, a statewide uh, competition Every year, it is it is not a beauty uh, pageant. It okay. is a public speaking uh, competition that promotes disability awareness and education. Um, so we have in the Albany, New York, where I am, we have our state uh, competition where women from all of the state come to compete um, to represent Miss Wheelchair New York at the national level, and our current title holder right now is getting ready to head off to nationals, which this year is going to be in the state of Michigan um, at the end of the month. And so basically it is, we have a day event in October, and there are judging sessions. They, each contestant has to come up with a platform 
um, and do a platform speech for two minutes. And then they have two on-stage questions that they are asked, and each section is scored. And at the end of um, the scoring, whoever has the highest score goes um, to national. So it's a year responsibility of um, touring your state, visiting with legislators, promoting your platform. Um, our current, you can follow our current um, title holder on Facebook, who's been very active, Katrina Hazel on Facebook. Um, she just she's from New York City. And she uh, just participated in the Disability Pride Parade in New York City. She was one of their um, hosts for that. Um, she's done her platform is all around um, teaching self-advocacy in schools and making schools more accessible and inclusive. So it's really about um, advocacy, um, and education for people with disabilities and bringing women together to celebrate the things that we've accomplished and, and advocate for the issues that we feel are important. So it's a, it's a sisterhood. It's, you know, an advocacy program to really enrich, you know, relationships and an education and I've been involved. Um, I actually was in this wheelchair in New York in 2006. Um, and then I took over as coordinator of the program that six years ago. And um, so it's really a great program to, um, you know, meet people and Absolutely. bring attention to um, issues that affect people with disabilities and mm -hmm. we, we just have a lot of fun and, and you learn a lot and we are you know always you know the events are open to the public so mm -hmm. you know if you're in New York um, even if you want to travel to come to New York you are welcome to come um, we're always looking for supporters and volunteers and Mm -hmm. um, because, like I said, it is a year responsibility for our title holder. So she always, whoever it is, you know, needs lots of support. Our our program is completely uh, run by volunteers and is made possible, uh, the continuation of our program is made possible by our donors and sponsors um, to be able to support the women that, uh, participate in our program. Absolutely. And so um, if individuals uh, want to uh, be a part of that, how do they go about being a part of it? Well, if they want to, to be a part of it, they can reach out to me on our okay. Miss Wheelchair New York website, which is okay. misswheelchairny.org. Um, and then they can just send me a message there if they want to be a contestant or a sponsor or a donor or however they want to participate, they can just send me a message there or also on fa our Facebook page, Miss Wheelchair New York. Um, and then I'll reach out to them and see how they want to be involved. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so, um, of course, uh, for individuals who uh, would like to connect with you, because I feel like oftentimes people don't uh, realize the resources that are out here, uh, especially depending on, uh, what, like you said, what area they're in and thus far. And so with you um, having connections outside um, of New York as well, um, how can folks go about connecting with you um, if they or maybe some family? Family members or friends um, have some questions on some resources. Um, well, I have a, um, my disability empowered website is disabilityempowered.org. Um, you can go there and reach me. I do a, a weekly um, newsletter that okay. um, that I send out to my email, and you can sign up for my email list there through my website. If you want to get the weekly emails, it's all about filled with resources in the newsletter. Um, you can also send me emails through there. I'm also on on Facebook, um, Shanika Andrews, um, just, just my name. And um, you, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram and all of those other, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, places like that. But I'm mostly, I'm on Facebook a lot, so people can reach me um, there either through Facebook or through the website would be the best um, places for people to reach out to me. Absolutely. And, of course, um, for you, um, Shamika, at the end of the day, uh, what is it that you hope um, that individuals um, go about um, the way that when we look at individuals with a disability, because I I feel like um, because I I have a a high school friend of mine and her mom um, is um, in a wheelchair and she hasn't been in a wheelchair all her life. um, But about 10 years ago, um, she um, had uh, came down um, with um, a real bad cold, which ended up leading uh, to some other issues, uh, which led to her um, not being able to be mobile with her legs. And so she has been um, wheelchair-bound for some time. And so her her mom often talks about just how, you know, unkind some people can be uh, to those mm-hmm. individuals with disabilities. And so um, mm-hmm. how do you feel that uh, family and friends and, and society, how do how, – do you feel that we need to get better about being more open-minded and compassionate um, to those who have disabilities? I think it starts with a conversation. Um, I think we're sometimes very quick. I think people, um, for the most part, don't mean to be rude or um, they, they just, they want to say something and they want to learn but they don't know really how to go about it. Um, So I think we just need to be open more to conversations. And that's how people learn from us and we learn from them is to have those conversations. Okay. I I know you want want to ask me questions. I know you want to learn Mm -hmm. things, whatever. You know, how do we go about that? You know, what, what is the conversation? So I think it starts, you know, it starts with a conversation of just really wanting to learn from each other Absolutely. and being open to learning from each other. 
Absolutely, absolutely agree. And uh, Shamika, I definitely want to thank you so much for taking your time uh, this evening uh, to inform us and educate. I definitely learned a lot uh, from you during this time, and I hope that um, individuals who are tuned in and those who listen to the replay uh, will do um, also, and so, of course, uh, for those individuals out here um, with disabilities, uh, what would be your words of encouragement um, to those individuals? Well, I, I would, I would say this. I'm gonna uh, leave you with a quote that I, I love, and I open up my. Um, all of my speeches or anything with this, so I'll close with it this time. And it's by Edward Everett Hale. And it says, well, something like this. It says, I am only one, but still I am one. I can't do everything, but I can do something. And I won't let what I can't do interfere with what I can. So my, what I would leave you is, you know, do what you can, and don't worry about too much about what you can't. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely love that, love that. And um, Shamika, for those folks who want to um, be able to connect with you as far as social media and all of those aspects, I'm telling them how they can get in contact with you. Yes, so like I said, I am on Facebook. Um, it's Shamika Andrews. It's S-H-A-M-E-K-A is my first name. My last name is Andrews. Um, so you can connect with me there. I also do have a Miss Wheelchair New York page on Facebook as well as a Disability Empowerment page. So you can reach me at any of those pages. I'm on Instagram as Disability Empowered. Um, so you can reach me at either of those um, those two uh, places, as well as uh, the websites that I shared with you earlier. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, once again, I definitely want to thank you for coming on here. And I do the hope that you'll come back again uh, real soon to talk with me. It was a pleasure to have you um, on the show this evening and uh, allowing us um, to delve into your life and you be able to share your journey and your story and and all the great aspects that uh, you're able to offer um, other individuals. So definitely appreciate you coming on this evening. I I appreciate you having me. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your evening, and I'll be talking with you again soon. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that was Shamika Andrews of Disability Empowered Consulting. Make sure you guys go and connect with her on Facebook, and I'll um, put up her links on my page as well so you guys are able to connect with her also. Um, And so uh, with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. And uh, this officially wraps up our show for this week. And um, next week, we're coming back with some more uh, spectacular guests um, as well for you guys. And so uh, I am looking forward to that. And to those of you who continuously support our show um, and myself, I definitely appreciate you and all that you do. And uh, with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. But make sure you guys go and connect with us on Facebook. Uh, uh, Connect with me at 
uh, Bianca Fly. Um, you can also chat with me on Twitter at Butterfly Show. And um, you can also connect with me on Instagram at The Beautiful Butterfly Show. I would definitely love to hear from you guys. And so uh, with that said, you guys, we're going to get ready to get out of here. You guys have a fantastic rest of your rest of your week and i'll see you back here um on the beautiful butterfly show next week you guys i am bianca fly have a good one and you don't stop keep keep it on keep it on keep keep it on you don't stop keep keep it on keep keep it on
there is a musical revolution coming. A mixture of jazz, soul, and funk. Topped off with the lyrical precision of the spoken one, Mr. Arrestus a day. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your girl, Bianca Fly. If you're looking for an amazing show with fantastic guests from book authors, entrepreneurs, poets, music artists, and more, then I want to invite you to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Come and see you live and direct each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on your radio network.